Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review and reaction of Marvel Studios' What If, Episode 6, What If Killmonger Rescued Tony Stark. My name is Daniel and joining me today, as always, is Shabazz. Hello, hello, hello. And Anthony. Hi, everyone. So we are taking a small little break from our TIFF coverage. We are still at TIFF. We are still watching movies. We will have our TIFF uh big review recap coming very very soon uh but of course we did want to talk about this week's episode of what if but of course as always you could catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single monday and look out throughout the week for review episodes just like this one and all the latest movies and series if you want to write in and be part of the show make sure you're following us at the movie podcast on instagram twitter tiktok and letterbox and you could also write into the show at hello at the movie podcast.ca. Uh, don't forget, we're still on the hunt for 200 five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. So anything you could do would greatly help us out. Uh, you already know the spiel. Check out our show, our previous shows for all of the incredible special guests that we have, all the awesome reviews that we've had, like movies at TIFF, such as Dune, um, Spencer, Last Night in Soho. There are so many reviews to listen to. Make sure you check those out. And let's get right into it. So this is episode six. Uh, the premise of this episode is that Killmonger. So we start at the beginning of Iron Man one. Tony Stark is about to be captured by the Ten Rings. But guess who's there to save him? Killmonger. Shay, what was your first reaction to this episode? Uh, well, you know, it was started off really cool with the you know prospect of Killmonger kind of coming in, you know, saving Tony Stark. I mean. You still know who Killmonger is. You know that there's going to be some something bad that's going to happen. But you're kind of just waiting for this episode to kind of play out with what that bad is. My issue with this episode is that too much of the episode feels familiar and never kind of crosses that line of, you know, another alternate reality. Granted, the events are still from an alternate rea- reality, but they still play out very similarly. Like you can really just connect the threads back to what you already know. So it really didn't, it really didn't do much for me this episode. This to me is so far right now is one of the weaker episodes. It's still a well-made show, still well-made animation, but it didn't do anything new to me. And in fact, more just kind of bored me a little bit. Got you. You know, it's it's interesting. You know, I am I'm on the same wavelength as you right now with this episode following the similar path of what we've seen in Black Panther. Uh, of course, this episode borrows a lot from the first Iron Man movie. We see glimpses of Iron Man two. We see a little bit of Age of Ultron with having Andy Serkis's uh, Ucilis claw there with all the vibranium, and then it just kind of falls right into path of the plot of Black Panther, which I guess uh, we know with Killmonger what his ultimate goals are, but it just felt like. It felt like even though Tony Stark would is a is a reckless character, he never had his you know soiree in a cave to uh, to change his perspective on life. It felt like he was too trusting too fast, and it went down. Uh, it just went down a road that didn't feel as believable. Yes, I know this is like a what if. This is a different universe, but it just felt like you said, Shay, very familiar to some things that that we've seen before, and it wasn't too different from what we have gotten in the MCU. Anthony, how about yourself? Um, yes, I, I totally agree with everyone, everyone's statements, uh, when it comes to this episode being something, some like familiar, even though we see the same different characters in different timelines, Killmonger is still a bad guy and he's not a good guy or, you know, like there's, 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 there's different, there's no changing characters for these characters that we see. Um, I do like Killmonger's how, 
uh, Killmonger, how calculating he was in terms of yes. getting to where he wanted to go. I, I really like that because you didn't really see that in Black Panther. This one was really in-depth of, I'm going to connect with Tony Stark and I'm going to infiltrate his, his company. He's also I'm then going to take over uh, Wakanda and then you know, become the new Black Panther, which it's a different route. Yes. A very, very unique route that he takes, but um, I like that part. But other than that, I totally agree with Jade. There are parts of this story that you've seen before. So you kind of get kind of bored with it. And it's, it's a common theme with these what ifs because they're very similar because they're pulling from the movies. They're not really diving outside of that universe. So you see a lot of that storyline that you're familiar with, but it just is not as exciting as, say, the first one or the, or the third one. Got you. And I, I think that's a great point you brought up. I think Killmonger was the strongest point of this, uh, of this episode and seeing Michael B. Jordan come back. And I just thought it was really funny that, you know, he was like showing off the suit that he was making. He's like, what? I was, I'm in an anime. And like that, that was really funny. Um, I also like like what you said, Anthony. I like that you know his goals were ultimately still to get to Wakanda, and I like that we saw that. So that it was almost like an abridged version of uh, of the MCU of just kind of through his perspective, which I really liked. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think it was nice seeing uh, like Michael B. Jordan come back. As I said, I really liked just Iron Man in this episode. But again, man, what if loves is killing off these characters? And I I, I have to commend the show for it because they don't. Like it's it's not something that we're used to getting in the movies where, you know, we've seen Tony Stark die like a couple different times now in the show or three mm-hmm. times. This is the third time we've seen him die in the third episode when Hank Pym's taking everybody out. We saw him die as a zombie. Now we're seeing him die in this episode. So I, I really like that this show is able to go places that we're not able to go into the movies and give us these these crazy scenarios. So I really like that. Uh, I really like seeing Wakanda again and obviously seeing uh, Chadwick Boseman one more time reprise his role um, as T'Challa. And I thought that was great in this episode as well, too. And again, these episodes are very much ending off in a, in a spot where it seems like they're open to uh, to revisit these mm-hmm. uh, these worlds, these multiverses down the road. Um, any other thoughts on this episode? I found it a little weird that, you know, they had... So again, this is this is a theme so far with what if where they'll have some of the actors come back and then some of them they won't. And okay, I can understand why you don't have Robert Downey Jr. Maybe his paycheck is too much, but they, they cast somebody else as Shuri, and I thought that was weird because her voice really threw me off. Um, someone else as well, she, Pepper, she was also younger though, right? Yeah, but I, I just feel like they could still do a you know a, a pretty good job with it. Like it's not like she her voice changed that much, in my opinion. Um, yeah. You know, and then you have somebody else playing Pepper Potts. Like, it's just these weird, weird decisions that they kind of make. Uh, but they'll bring was back it someone like, like Bell again. No, it was Beth Hoyt. Beth Hoyt. Interesting. Would, it would like you prefer this? And I'm, and I'm also, I also agree with that, Shay, because I feel like we're getting characters from the movie, but then we have characters who are not in the movie playing different. You, you can distinctly tell they're different voices. Yeah. Would you, would you have rather just had voice actors play these act, these characters rather than pulling the like the actual star to play these characters 
I, I feel like I would have just preferred the actual stars because, again, the character models and everything are still based on like that's still Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark. It's right. not like, mm-hmm. oh, this is Tony Stark. So that's why you know a lot of that kind of stuff just throws you off. But then you'll bring somebody back like Leslie Bibb, who played Christine Everhart, the news reporter, and then throw her in there. And then it's just it's interesting, like how. I guess contracts work, maybe pay all these kinds of things probably have a factor into it, but it just, it, it'll get you engaged and also immediately throw you out sometimes too. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's fair. You know, there's definitely, especially when, when it's someone like Tony Stark and you used to hearing Robert Downey Jr.'s voice, even Gwyneth Paltrow, like, again, like whenever I hear it's not somebody that was from the movies, I'm just like, Oh, that's, they probably just, said no or didn't want to pay for it or something like that and yeah um you kind of roll with it but uh yeah it definitely is something that like it takes you out for a second especially like us who are and people listen to the show who are so in tune with the mcu like as soon as you hear something that's off you're like hold on a second yeah that seem that sounds a little that sounds a little weird yeah Yeah. definitely sounds a little weird angela bassett's character queen ramonda she yeah. actually like this is the first time we saw her fighting like yeah she's, oh she's, she's just, kicking ass this episode yeah, she's like <laughs> gliding over uh robots and slicing and dicing so it's just uh <laughs> it's just funny to see her character be as engaged as she was in a war zone type of thing or mm-hmm. a war environment yeah. than we normally see her yeah because yeah. we have to remember too this is like this is like 10 years uh i guess or 10 or so years before where we saw these characters in black panther right and civil war and everything like that so they're a bit they're a bit younger but uh it's it's just still cool like and, and i think that's like the opportunity that the show's affording us is to see these characters who haven't gotten the spotlight in the movies as much and to to give them some really cool moments because yeah definitely um uh she she was a big one uh sherry was a big one who uh started i guess setting up and yeah very young already like i'm like damn she's young to be like yelling at people like this but uh it was cool i'm just curious now like we have three episodes left of the show we know from the trailers that it looks like there's going to be some type of team up episode that's going to be happening i'm still wondering are these people from the multiverse or is it just one universe of these people coming together i don't know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we'll have to wait and see but of course we will be back next week with our review and reaction of episode seven. So make sure you tune in for that. Make sure you're tuned into the movie podcast feed as well for all of our TIFF coverage. Don't forget, we will have lots of reviews coming your way. And there are lots of reviews already out there for you to listen to, including some great episodes with some really cool special guests. Don't forget, you can catch a new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday and watch out through our for our review episodes on all the latest movies and series. Also, make sure you're following us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and Letterboxd and send us an email at hello at the movie That was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next.